I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Good morning. Happy Saturday, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Northland Sports Page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, good morning to everybody. I tell you all the time, radio is not a visual medium, but oh, for all of you, I wish it was today because we didn't call or plan any of this, <laughs> but this is the black t-shirt with creative writings on it and grayish silver shorts day. Oh, I didn't even notice. We both head to toe <laughs> perfectly, and lucky for you, my beard has just got enough silver in it now that we even look the same that way. So enlighten everybody as to what your shirt says today. So we have a group that Dana and I are involved with uh, from the pain rehab place in Rochester that we hang out with, and and there are all these you know huggy, touchy feelies. Yeah, you know and, who's not? You are not. I yeah. am not. I was gonna say I would have won that bet. So the uh, the shirt uh, I was given last week in Chicago says "Free Hugs." Oh, I'm kidding. Don't touch me. Which is pretty bar for the course yeah, for you. That sounds about right. That may be an epitaph for you. Yeah. Not that anybody should be hugging tombstones. But too, many, too many people back off. <laughs> right. You are not a big crowd guy, which is odd, though, because we'll get to what this weekend is about yeah. in Duluth, and you are all about this particular event. But first, oh. I'll describe my shirt as well, because, again, head to toe, and you're right. I'll be I honest. I didn't the notice the bottom half either. Real, until are you, you just sandals? No. No. That would be horrible for my ankles. I've got... Uh, <laughs> I've got high tops on today. They still make just enough of those. But you've seen this shirt on me before. We've talked about it before. I am an officiant in a wedding again today. And the novelty t-shirt was told that it would be a must for me today. And it's a black shirt with white cursive. Some kids out there don't know what that is. But white cursive that says, I was ordained online. The wedding will be fine. And that's what I hope for. Okay, before the show is done, we have got to take the twinsies picture, right? I was just going to say, after the ridiculous picture of you and Dave Hoops we took last week that that got a lot of fun on Twitter, we should probably take this either before the show is done or right after because we have... I it's won't a, say never it's a because, little spooky. because usually when we get Northland Sports page new garb, we dress alike on purpose and news flash to everybody. If you want football jerseys or shorts, those are the next two things coming for Northland Sports Page Apparel from our friends at Advantage Emblem. So we'll talk about them a little bit later too. But this is not NSP-related wardrobe, and we pulled <laughs> we off did, twinsies in a big way. Yeah, we didn't connect or nothing. This is, now that you pointed out to shorts, this is a little weird. I can't imagine the people that saw us walking in today, they were probably like, oh, they're adorable. Well, and at first, guys. I was going to say, well, that's okay because nobody notices us. But you said adorable, and we saw an adorable little puppy in the holiday center here right as we walked in. And I wonder what the owner was thinking. Like, our dog seems to like both of them. And why not? They're exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. That, that kid was really good with that dog, by yeah. the way. He said, yes. listen, he's cute. He's really, he's, he's not aggressive, but he's super excitable. So I don't know. Which I didn't know if he was talking about you, me, or the dog when he said that. No, he did double tech both of us. Now I know why. Yeah. He's like, well, sorry my dog didn't wear a black shirt and gray shorts today. <laughs> he probably is like, oh, which one should, are, wait, are these two the same? No, that one's got the hat. The baseball hat guy is different. Well, and we really kind of pulled off the Schwarzenegger-DeVito tandem today because <laughs> one one is much more muscular and taller than the other. And I don't know how much more I can degrade myself than calling myself Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito but DeVito, right. hopefully that means I'm funny because I told you today, too, there's a little bit of a monologue to being an officiant. And I told you of all the public speaking that I've done or will do, 
I don't get nervous today is the exception. Because yeah. if we have a bad show, if we have a bad game, screw it. We get 100%. another one soon. You don't want to get a bad wedding because you hope most people won't do it over. But my wife kind of calmed me down in the greatest one-liner last night. She goes, can you really have a bad wedding? As long as they're married at the end, you did your job. So you can have a memorable wedding, though. I think True. that's what it's called. Uh, when my buddy's son graduated a month ago, I suppose, from Stillwater, uh, we went down, and this is the family that I they they asked me to read the the readings at the at the service at the last minute. So oh, I, I remember memori- this. memorizing I remember them, this. and I yep. and I screwed one up more and more. So I just rewrote it so I'd remember it. And it was a very religious church, and uh, I may have gotten chastised for changing scripture, although that wasn't the intent. I didn't change the meaning. I just ah, changed a couple you words. You doctored it a little bit. Yes. And, you have your uh, own Bible. So here we are. The They didn't have a baby like right away. So he's, he's 19, 18 now. So this is probably 25 years ago. And that's how I was introduced to somebody. You remember at the wedding, the guy who changed the gospel. Ah. Yeah, so you sometimes you can't get away from those. I was going to say, those, it may not be bad, but it will leave an impression yes, one way or the other. Yes, moment uh, weddings. Yeah. All right, so we'll see if I do that today. It is my third one, so hopefully third time's a charm. But for me, and this would be perfect for you, because this is a fundamental difference between us. Forget physical stature like we talked about before. You're a big script guy. You write a lot for this show. I write almost nothing. or almost There's exactly nothing. In front of you nothing. Right, now. right. There's one. There's an ad for Comfort Systems. We'll get to that. But I don't do a lot of note-taking. I don't like scripts because I feel like if I get a script, I do exactly what you just described. Oh, shoot, I missed a word. Now do I have to go back or do I just change it and hope I get away with it? Well, I have a script today because the vowels are repeat after me, so I got to script some of it. But so I go ahead and script the whole thing. And as I'm doing it yesterday, you know, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, getting everything finalized, I'm like, I hate this already. I'm, I'm such an ad-lib guy. Holding a script that's just not good. Yeah, but now you've got really, you have to kind of add a little bit, a little bit just for fun today, don't you? Oh, yeah. Like take the swing and see see what happens if they give you the... Right. Do it in a different voice, Brian. Do a little helium for one of them. Okay, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the wedding. <laughs> everybody have a good time. Do you remember 50 years ago Isn't that when we PA got married? Isn't that used to impersonate Dubay? Come yes. on, guys, here we go. <laughs> or that was J.J. Barea, I think, when the Timberwolves signed him. Oh, uh, that's that's funny. No, there's uh, you, you don't want to mess it up, but give him something unique, Brian. Absolutely. So an interesting weekend for me, being an officiant today. Big weekend for all of Duluth, yourself included. I know this is etched in your calendar. It's not nope. circled. It's not written in pen or pencil. It's literally etched in that calendar. It's Air Show Weekend. It is Air Show Weekend. You know, we're going to bring 125, 140,000 people into town for this. Um, you know, Ryan Kern and Kern and Company, they, they do a lot of really nice things, right? But but this event is the absolute home run. Right. Because it's this not... This is their baby and they treat it as such. Well, it's not just a Duluth event. It is to us, right? But in the world of air shows, this is a big deal event. Right. And I mean... It's hard to, if you're not into air shows, right? It's just noisy, right? You got airplanes all week long, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but those people that aren't from Duluth that are into air shows, they come here for Which this. is a huge percentage of it. I yes. saw something from our partners at WDIO this week that I think Ryan told them 75% of the folks that you'll see this weekend aren't from here. Yep. That's pretty cool for a tourism-driven town. You know, look at look at the athletic events. Look at the um, you know the father daughter stuff. Right. The the tea the teas that they've had the, the drag races which are being constructed out right now. You know all those events. 
you know, Ryan and Kern and company put on all the all-star stuff you and I have done. Right. Um, but this is the event that, that t- brings so many eyes to, to the city that wouldn't normally come around. It's like we talked about with the drag races, you know, the folks that came to those events, they don't have events to go to here. Right. Well, this is the airplane. It's a different event, niche right? group. And Cirrus is making us an, you know, an aircraft hub in a way. And now they're, I mean, if you follow Ryan or Kern and company at all, all year long, he's going to award events for the Duluth Air Show. Absolutely. Like, it's a big deal. It, and is, it is a huge fun. deal. And you've been there with me. I have. I've only been twice, period, and both times I've been with you, and they were memorable both times. I will say the first was because Aaron Cook and I got a lesson, and you need to bring sunscreen to these things. <laughs> yes. Man, I was cherry red when we left. And we have we have some pictures of you and I in some pretty interesting outfits Yes. There. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that was right after we underwent a job change, and we thought, you know what? We don't normally have these days off. Let's go ahead and strut a little bit. And we had a good time with it. And the air show, in a way, kicked off yesterday because yesterday morning, the power trip from the mothership at KFAN was here and put on a pretty good show for everybody. We at the Northland Sports Page were actually one of the sponsors for that show. It was weird to be on the other side of the sponsor equation, but I think we owe that to a lot of people because what a team we have. Well, and like we were talking about on the way in, you know, Mary, who's the person in charge of all the marketing here and helps us get all of our sponsors. You know, she was really engaged with the power trip yesterday. Right. That was pretty awesome. The photo ops are plenty. hundred uh, percent. Yeah, all right. So our sponsors, let's start with the original, right? The one that kept, keeps the lights on. That's Arola Architecture Studio, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holding, Justin May at Messina & Associates, Krauss Heating and Cooling, your carrier carrier up here in Northeastern Minnesota. You like your, that pun that I did I, right I, out for yep, you. Yes. The authorized dealer up here. You know, if you want a carrier to cool your home and, you know, today's not like warm, but it's a little buggy. Yesterday keep was. It, keep it dry. Yeah. You know, do all that. That's what our house needs, right? You bet. Well, you know, I don't think you've been to my house. Advantage Element Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, the Blackwoods Group, including their locations at London Road, Proctor, Two Harbors, Blackwater, and Tavern on the Hill. And Dana and I are going to Kinky Boots because we are in their, um, their uh, customer base. Oh, nice. And uh, they had a contest, and we happened to to win the contest. So that customer base was Wait a minute Woods. now. Is a celebrity like you eligible Dana for that it. kind of thing? Okay. Dana won okay. it. Okay. I was going to say, I'm going to call shenanigans. Um, nope, Dana won it. But okay. the the thing is, Brian, if you want to join a customer, uh, you know, yeah. thing that- The Blackwoods will, Rewards Group yes, is- Yes, that's it. Thank yes. you. The Blackwoods Reward Group is a really good one to join because you do get things like Yes, that. you've got a big reward. You're going to enjoy that today. Avenue 45, the Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai. Aaron and I spent some time at Kohler Hyundai the other day, test driving the Santa Cruz. It was a good day. There you go. Nothing wrong with that at all, and I've got our newest sponsor, but I'm not sure how much longer we can call them new. But either way, we're so happy to have them, and they do great work just making everybody comfortable. So they are aptly named Comfort Systems. Sign up for a service appointment online at ComfortSystemsDuluth.com. All you got to do is mention you heard it right here on the Northland Sports page. You will receive $20 off that service appointment. can be appliances, can be furnace cleanings, can be just about anything everybody's comfortable. Your wife may be the ringleader at telling people to call comfort systems to get those needs met. They do one heck of a job. It was really funny when we were in Chicago again, a couple weeks ago, they were uh, doing some dishes, right? And we had a bit of a problem with the sink, right? The, 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 the grinder. Yeah. You thing. mentioned that. And I said, too bad you're out of town. Cause I yes. can hear Dana saying, did you call she comfort systems? Cause we don't have to sweat that up we, here. We had, you know, people that weren't plumbers given their ideas. They said, Dave, what do you think? And I said, I think I'd call comfort. Yeah, systems. I'd be done and by now. What, I'd be kicked back Dana watching somebody well. take care of it. She said, you would call comfort systems. Don't ask Dave. Without question. So we are very grateful to have all of those sponsors 
they keep us on the air. They keep us together as a show. And it's interesting because it's air show weekend. And I know how much that means to a lot of people. But I said to you, I said, Dave, I enjoy the air show. You taught me how to enjoy it. We've done a lot of things, as you mentioned, with Ryan Kern. I understand the giant nature of this weekend. But when I hear air and show, I worry about things technically going soundly for us here. Right. So you and I thought, well, say that out loud, man. Right. Especially with the <laughs> especially with the phones back functioning as of about an hour ago. It's yes. exciting times here in the fan studio today. But you and I take that and we go, well, this won't be the first bad pun we've ever made to turn it into an opening topic. So we said, well, what about memorable moments on the air, not just for us, but things we've taken in on TV, radio, or even ones that we have been on a mic for? That's going to be fun today. And unfortunately, we've only got about 15, 20 minutes for it. If we load it into sports only, which is one of the things that that I had to do because there's a lot of big moments on TV and whatnot that we've seen. Right. Um, You know, I want to start with the radio because the radio had one specific one. There's all kinds because I listen to the radio so much. Did you break it down by... Medium or did you break it down by sport? I did medium, but we can do okay. sport. We can do either or. Prefer? Either or. The radio break. I remember radio might or medium might be better based on time because okay. we rambled a bit this morning. <laughs> um, I remember driving back to Duluth from Little Falls on Highway 210 at during a football playoff game. Uh, the Raiders playing Cincinnati. Okay. And my favorite football player, not ever, but up there is Bo Jackson. And Bo Jackson was tearing up Cincinnati, and then there was a play, and Jackson got this, and he's grinding for additional yards, and he's not getting up. What's going on? Oh, you he's, heard the hip injury I on the radio. On the radio, you heard his career end on the I, radio. I did. Wow. And and how the hushed tones, you know, it turned into a Wimbledon. Yeah. You know, which crowned a champion this morning, but yes, yet. right. What's going? Bo still motionless, and it was like, oh no, right? Because yeah, I mean, I'm of the age where when I hear motionless. My first thought is Daryl Stingley, right? Okay. And so I was worried about that. And then when they said he got up and crumpled back over because he couldn't. See, mine would be the Dennis Bird, Mike Utley type stuff. Yeah. Yep. That's a, that same sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the, the radio paints pictures for me. So I get to see it the way I want to see it. Is that why we're getting better at it? Because people did that for us and we know that's number one priority? That probably is. I think it is. So, so most of the time when I'm listening to the radio, I'm seeing what I want to see. That day, that injury, that game, and those announcers, there was no painting pictures. They right. were explaining it in an emotional way that that just you couldn't. I couldn't. I was trying to explain it to Dana while we were driving. She didn't care. Right. I was trying to explain it, and and it was to this day. I when we drive past that spot, it's like yeah, this yeah. is where Bo Jackson ended. That's obviously an etched memory. Mine is less poignant in the world of sports as it is poignant in my life as it relates to sports because. I go back to the 91 World Series, and I watched 98% of that live. There was 2% where games in Atlanta went a little bit on the late side because everything went into extra innings for the majority of those games. And bear in mind that I was 12. So there were times where you can have the game on the radio, but you need to get to bed. You have school in the morning. Okay, fine. And I remember going to bed with the Twins trailing and trailing somewhat severely. And... I was quiet because of that. And you could at least lead your parents to believe, oh, he's fading off to sleep. No big deal. Well, Chili Davis wasn't in the starting lineup because he couldn't play defense. Well, they pinch hit him against Alejandro Pena and he hit a bomb that tied the game. I don't know what time of night that was, but I know I was a real excited 12-year-old Twins fan. Little squeak. And yes, you know, you're talking about doing the wedding in another voice. I had a different one at age 12, I'm certain of. Well, I ratted myself out that he's still awake and... I think my 
dad understood the excitement, but it was really, you do have school in the morning. You got to get to bed. And it was like, darn it. Now they know I'm really focusing on this. <laughs> I rem- So one of the, you know, I don't watch the Vikings right. uh, live. I, rec- I watch the recording, but you know where it started? The, well, I don't really start there, but it cemented there was the 2009 game against New Orleans. And you remember why? Because I listened to that game on the radio the whole time and they were winning and they were, you know, they were coming in for their final drive. They yep. were going to go to the Super Bowl. Yep. So I turned the car off and I ran into the house and I turned on television. I sat down and he threw the interception. You saw the cross the body and throw. And no time will I watch another one new because the radio worked for me. The TV cost them the game. Right. Well, and that segues into one that I wouldn't have chosen as my most memorable TV moment because I first of all think it's too easy. I won't use the proverbial low-hanging fruit expression, even though Steve Potosha maybe wants to take a drink. If he's playing the Northland Sports Page drinking game, that's part of it. Every time they say low-hanging fruit, go for it. But I think the Minneapolis Miracle falls under that category. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. And I'm not necessarily all that pumped that I saw it on TV. There are, there are a lot bigger ones for me in sports. But I'm glad for us that I kept that on TV because I had it on the TV kind of in the background, watching it in my peripherals. As it looked like it was over, texting you profanities, texting you, I can't believe how snake-bitten this team is. You know, collapsing from 17-0 is going to be epic, yet this is so Minnesota, I guess we should have seen it coming. And in my mind, just that little voice is going, it's not totally over. You've suffered through 59 minutes and, and 45 seconds. Why not watch the last 15 and then my text tone changed to OMFG with 17 exclamation points. And you're like, what, what, what's going on? I'm what? like, I don't know. Find a TV and turn it back on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they just won. Oh yes. The television stuff for me, I kind of went away from Minnesota things as well, because television for me is, is when you get a chance to see something, you know, you're not going to see again. Right. And so I went back to some college basketball. Like I remember watching, um, and Faisalama Jamma. And, and seeing Akeem Olajuwon and never seeing a center like that before that was so big and so light, like Ab- Abdul-Jabbar was light on his feet and, and mourning, uh, not mourning, uh, Ewing was big, but not light on his feet, right? It was, you didn't see the combination right. and he played center like a forward and, and it was, and then Tarkanian's uh, undefeated running rebel say, team. How many teeth marks and towels Oof. did we watch? Well, and and Grandmama was so Larry Johnson was so much better than everybody in college, and right. Stacy Ogman could guard everybody in the world, but maybe Michael Jordan. And it was it was a college basketball, uh, amazing stuff. But also, you know, the Gopher overtime win over Maine. Yeah, that was a big deal because Mom was in surgery, and I was watching it in the in the waiting room. And so that was a that was a big deal as well. Well, and you'll like this. I believe Adam Hauser was the goaltender on that team, yeah. I want to say. So because of that, I remember being happy for him. And for me being happy for a go for hockey victory, chuck that up to rarity. <laughs> yeah, that's that's absolutely right. Do you want to switch to what we've done in person? We can. I think there's a few more probably TV and radio moments to at least dabble in honorable mentions, if you will. I just because didn't know how much time we have. We've got about eight, nine minutes. Jay Hagan's gonna be in early today because he's got air show obligations just like everybody in Duluth seems to want to have. And that's the reason for our opening topic today. We're talking about, for us, air and show means hopefully everything's running smoothly here at our home on the fan. And we wanted to talk about what's some of the most memorable things we heard on the air on the radio, heard on the air on TV, or have been on the air for, whether that's public address mic or radio mic or even a TV mic. I think of basketball, and I remember this because it's so memorable, but I remember being mad. I was never a big Michael Jordan fan when he played. 
I've become a much bigger fan since then because it's allowed me to become get off my lawn guy to all the kids who thinks LeBron's the best. I'm like, well, if you think LeBron's the best, you just never watch Jordan in his prime. But I remember the shot that he hit both over Craig Elo and over Brian Russell with the Jazz to win. And I remember liking the Jazz. I was a big Jerry Sloan guy. I liked the way Stockton and Malone played. And I remember thinking they could do this. They could do this. And then Jordan daggered him. So cool that I saw it because it's just on loop in yeah. so many NBA highlights. But I remember watching that going, no, not again. Yeah, no, Mike was Mike was pretty good. I had that on my list as well. That uh, the But it's a poster, right? You can right. still buy the shot over, what's his name from Cleveland? Craig Elo. Yeah. Yeah. And then the baseball ones for me, I remember being at a UMD hockey game because I was 12, again, during the 91 series. And back then, if somebody had UMD hockey tickets and you wanted to get them, as a kid, you didn't say no. I'm not saying you do now, but as an adult, it's a little easier to go to Bulldog games on the regular for me. Back then, it was, oh, somebody invited me to the Bulldog game. I'm going. Well, it was game six of the World Series that night. Am I sure I want to be going? <laughs> but kudos to the UMD pep band. They were using signs on the glass to update the score of the Twins game throughout the night. And the UMD game ended in time to get to a buddy of mine's house to see Kirby's home run to win game six. I don't jump physically challenged to the point where I really can't. Pretty sure I catapulted off their couch when that left the yard. And then the other thing for me, I told you that this week, I was only nine when Kirk Gibson hit that memorable home run for the Dodgers. Off, off and we were at a family gathering of many families. And most people were doing something else because that game was, quote, over. And I remember just drifting to a TV again going, well, it wasn't technically over. Let me just see the last out. And I hated Oakland back then because it was the only reason the Twins didn't repeat and repeat and repeat, both in 92 and 88, which was that year. So I remember thinking, I hope Oakland screws this up somehow. And I know you love Eckersley, so maybe it's not great, but I saw the Gibby home run completely by myself. <laughs> so nobody heard it? Right. It's like a tree in the yeah. woods? Right. Yeah. Did it really happen? Exactly right. Let's switch over to the stuff we've done. Okay. And I want you to start, because you brought up one that I didn't write down. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're kidding me. I forgot about that. Yeah, there's so many games that I've done as a public address announcer, so many games that I've done as a radio broadcaster, so many games that I've done as a webcast announcer, very few that I've done in combination. In fact, I'll say very few, and I think the reality is one. No, we did one at well, CSS. You've, you've done several. You've oh, been the, just you and me the first time, and you've that's been, it? But you've been the PA guy dabbling in color for me. Mm -hmm. I've never been the play-by-play -play guy going, you know what, when I'm not calling the play, I'll jump on the mic and do public address work. This was the only time I've ever done that. Wade Stadium, believe it or not, because it doesn't do it anymore, used to fill to the rafters for occasional Dukes and Huskies games. Wade had a 75th anniversary that we were a big part of. I was the webcast play-by-play -play guy. You were the public address guy. And we thought, you know what, we have a ton of historical tidbits about Wade that we're going to share on our perspective microphones yep. with our various audiences. And we kind of went, well, wait a minute. Why can't we sit closer together than we normally do exactly. and share them together? So a half an inning would wrap up. I would take my headset off. They would go to commercial. And instead of me taking a drink or, you know, writing in the book or doing whatever, I would jump onto a different mic and address the crowd with you. That was fun. Yeah. Nope. That was, 
And, and, you know, you and I, that's probably been done before, but you and I were like, I think this might be a first. Well, we thought we were so innovative. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. well yeah. we were innovative. There were, there were other announcers that probably went, so you had a Tuesday. Good for you, you guys. You guys are so yeah. adorable. You're so cute. Yeah, just like the guy with the dog who saw us walk in dressed alike. <laughs> so we have a new baseball coach at Scholastica. Yeah. And um, one of the things hopefully he remembers, but you and I have talked about a hundred times, our worst uniform number combinations. Oof. The worst uniform number combination I have ever seen is our new baseball coach's old team. Crown. Crown College came to play Scholastica in white uniforms and silver numbers. And we're not all that far away at Wade. And I could, you you just couldn't. It was white uniform, shiny back, and that was that. that. It was like, up, this guy is up. Right. Now batting, the guy in the batter's box. (laughs) (laughs) Now batting, he's right-handed. That's all I've got. (laughs) You see the person walking to the batter's box? Right. He's batting, because I got no idea. Do you ever just get excited because it was a big victory, whether or not you had a good night oh, or bad yes. night? Because I have such a good friendship with Red McDonald, and I've had a number of Duluth East State Tournament teams that I've been part of. But when it becomes one of your closest friends who wins, it means that much more. Mm-hmm. Well, Rhett's section title was during the COVID year, so to say the crowd was limited is an understatement. The headset that I normally use wireless at Duluth East wasn't even working, so I picked up kind of a shoddy microphone and made do. Did I have a great night firing up the crowd? I don't know. I have no idea but how they well they could hear me. Up, the person taking book. Right. But, you know, the 75 parents that were allowed in, we're always going to remember that. So it stuck out for me. Yeah, no, that's that one's actually pretty awesome. Going back to the going back to the jerseys real quick. How about Rock Ridge the first time we saw Rock Ridge football? Oh my jersey. gosh. <laughs> we were like Okay, we got no chance. Everybody looks like 11. Well, thank goodness you had some friends that live in that area that actually were texting us. The quarterback is actually number so-and-so. Yep. Okay, great. Thank you. Yep. You couldn't tell the difference. Picture between. the Tampa Bay Bucks uniforms where their numbers look like digital clock numbers. Rockridge has this, but the font is so weird. A 6, 8, and 9 all look the same. And they're and about a, three. a centimeter apart, so they just right. squash together. The um, Scholastica's first uh, royal jerseys with uh, royal numbers outlined in gold, that was not a simple day. Well, the first time they went to royal blue with black numbers. Yeah. And 86, 88, 89, and yep. 80 were all the same guy. Yep. So I think some of those really, I mean, at the time they're irritating, but looking back on them, those are pretty memorable. They are memorable. And it's worse for me when it's bad for you. Because as a play-by-play guy, when you're doing public address, I can lean on you. I can take one ear off my headset and go, well, I'm going to go with what Dave says. So we're at least aligned here. And then I hear you pausing or delaying or asking who actually was that. And I'm like, oh, darn, we both don't know. I'm in a tough spot. And you know, there's times where during that football season, Scholastica, when they went to the, the Royals that, uh, that I would just, whoever came out of the pile because nobody knew, no, the spotters didn't know. Nobody knew. So I'm sure you're like, uh, I must've seen that play different than, than you. But I mean, think of some of the other the other things that uh, I've done, and and it's not it, it, in this case it's almost a sense. It, it was it's it's volleyball, it's college volleyball, and it is so for me it was Anna Zavalowski tester now. Um, and when the you know when we talk baseball and we say oh that sounded different off right that. for her, the Miguel Sano yes when factor. she came the ball didn't slap. You know sometimes you hear a, a spike and it sounds like a hard slap right. For her, when she hit the ball, it sounded like somebody hit it with a baseball bat, frankly. And I remember the first time I saw five foot six inch Paige Hardy jump so high that her hip, her hips were even with the net. Like I'm sure she could dunk a basketball. And thinking, all right, so this isn't normal. 
you know, and, and getting to see athletic things. When when you did Scholastica Hockey last year and they won the Mayak, and, and that was an amazing thing. But when you'd watch the Ledenkoff brothers play off each other like they were tied on a string, you know, those sort of things are the stuff, you know, it's a public address announcer. Uh, besides, you know, the event things, Brendan's celebration, the big events, um, those those singular moments are the ones that stick out. I agree with you. What about radio calls that maybe you didn't catch live, but they've become memorable in Minnesota lore? Because I think about that, and it kind of cheats the topic because we're talking about, in honor of the air show, what are some of the showy moments in sports that we heard on the air with TV or radio or even on a mic? Why well, think of PA and how good he's been to us? And I've never told him this, and I know he's not listening, but there are so many of his calls that you caught live and I probably didn't because you say, I don't watch the Vikings. Well, I do. I watch Vikings games religiously. If I'm catching it on the radio, something in my schedule went haywire where I'm not able to be in front of a TV or last season, there were two games where my TV went out during the game. And thank you, you know, to the app for getting me NFL football courtesy of PA. But I've heard the Minneapolis miracle thousands of times. I think it's even part of the intro to K fan shows. Now, you know, I've heard, the Buffalo game because Justin Jefferson's catch was otherworldly. I've heard, you know, McCown all by himself. No, the Vikings have been knocked out of the playoffs. The Cardinals knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs. The Nate Poole play. My favorite. This ain't Detroit, man. Yeah, why do you even ponder passing? Yep. Little did we know that ponder passing would be together years In later. Future, and we, yes. Oh, God, what are we yep. doing? Yep. So it is really interesting. It's really hard to pick some of the best moments in, in TV and radio. I want to end with hockey because of where we live. Because for me, Can I give you one, one, one historical baseball. Yeah. Uh, for anybody old, old, um, uh, Thompson did it. The giants win the pennant. Yeah. The giants win the pennant. The Shot giants. her around the world. And, and the other one, frankly, is, uh, the song paradise by the dashboard light. When Phil Rizzuto gives the, uh, give the, uh, trip around the bases, ah. shall we say in the middle of the song, I was going to say, did you go all the way that night? Uh, no, but the, tonight, they got tonight? thrown out by the, at the plate. I'll tell you that in, right. in the song. So Fair enough. I was just going to end with a little bit of hockey because growing up, the North Stars weren't on TV a ton. Yeah. It's a different world now where, you know, if you don't have Bally, I get the complaints, all that good stuff. But for many years, any Minnesota sporting event, I was able to find the channel and we go from there. As a kid, it wasn't like that. Whether it was Herb Carneal for the Twins because MSC and Bally took a while to get here, mm-hmm. but for sure Al Shaver for the North Stars. Well, and, and I don't think I saw North Stars games really on TV until that Stanley Cup Finals run in the early nineties. Kevin uh, for the Timberwolves. Kevin Harlan for the Timberwolves. Yep, he made that team. I, honestly, I don't think people watched. You couldn't. The Timberwolves right. weren't available, especially here. You could. I think people got interested in the Timberwolves because of him. Like, he's the one that made KG into this bigger-than-life picture until they started being on TV. Do you have any memorable calls on the radio that we've been part of together? Because if Topher Davis is listening, he's probably laughing because he can say, well, what about all of the section final times that one you botched? I announced Hermantown, the section titleist, as Greenway scored with tenths of a second to go. And then Duluth East won their first couple, the first two years I did radio, with overtime goals. Do you want to hear a different level of excitement? Have that happen for me. We've just had interesting moments on the radio. I'm not sure that we've had really memorable calls because people ask me all the time, do you have a catchphrase? Do you have a bit that's yours? No, that's just not the way I do it. No, I think that the fun times on the radio when we're doing hockey is when we both start anticipating a goal. 
you know, when, when you can see the guy open. It's like, make the pass, make the pass, make the pass, goal. You know, those, those, moments, are, those moments are fun because you and I will both be like, Hitting each other like he's hoping. My favorite so is when you say goal before I can because you got to watch the whole sequence. <laughs> yeah, all right. Sorry. It's I'll all part. T- of- I apologize every time, Brian. I know, and that makes for better radio too. It's all <laughs> part of being on the air or in the air, as Phil Collins is bumping us out with. Air show weekend. It's a big deal here in Duluth. We're a big deal here on the Northland Sports Page. Just ask us. We're around till noon. Stick ah. around. We'll be right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back on the Northland Sports page, all of our music today will be air show-related or flying-related Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. Jay Hagan is with us now. Jay had several options today. We had already expressed our joy over the phones working again, so we could have had him by phone as he's been at the air show, I believe, already today. But you said it's quite loud, so it was in oh. your best interest you to, to come go, back in so you could hear us. You have to go back and park? Oh, yeah, I did. I lost a good spot. Worst thing about the air show. Best, there all kinds of best things. The worst thing is parking. Yeah. The um, and, and go say hi to the B1 for me today, the coolest that, plane ever built. That is pretty cool. So Jay Hagan sacrificing good parking to be in studio <laughs> with us today. Speaking of making sacrifices for our better, we got a great list of sponsors who do that. We do. Let's start out with Kohler Hyundai and Kohler Toyota uh, up in Hermantown. Pier B Resort, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Avenue 45, the Blackwoods Group, including Tavern on the Hill, Blackwater, the Two Harbors location, the Proctor location, and London Road. Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Krause Heating and Cooling, your carrier, HVAC, authorized dealer for our region, Justin May at Messina and Associates, OAR Holdings, Hoops Brewing, and Arola Architecture Studio. Arola Architecture Studio, the OG, he was the very first sponsor we ever had. This, meanwhile, is our most recent one, our friends at Comfort Systems. Sign up for a service appointment online and simply mention you heard it here on the Northland Sports page. You can do it at www.comfortsystemsduluth.com and you'll receive $20 off that service appointment, whether it be appliances, furnace cleanings. There are so many things that Comfort Systems does, and they do it all very well, so we appreciate their sponsorship. And, of course, we've got Jay Hagen back with us for the third consecutive week. It is episode three, if you will, of Five Guys in July that we still don't have a new name for because last week wasn't about the guys at all. This week, everything's in conjunction with the air show. We mentioned Jay's already been there, and we talked about our music choices would be in conjunction with the air show, too. I'm very thankful for that because based on the guy we're honoring today, I would have played for the love of money in a heartbeat (laughs) because most times when we discuss this gentleman or this gentleman's family, the financial, I guess, actions are usually what comes up, but today is going to be a little different. A little behind the scenes of what we did today. We said, you know, we're not going to do the whole fly one from Pink Floyd because, eh. Well, we could have done money and fly by Pink Floyd and been just fine. We'd have had this whole thing in a box. We could have. But if you think back to the first segment and those memorable moments that aired, whether it was in our ears or watching it with our own eyes or being on the mic, there was a lot of twins talk. And I think we need to remember that the professional men's team, not called the Minneapolis Lakers, that has championships, that would be the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, That would be the Minnesota Twins that were owned by Carl Polad during that time. And the Polad family takes a ton of heat. Carl did when he was here. May he rest in peace. And Carl deserves some homage. And Jay Hagen, he's going to get that today. Yes. 
But before we go into that, we want to talk about why he's getting that because you are obviously part of the Veterans Memorial Hall, part of the St. Louis County Historical Society. This is something you've been doing with us now. Second annual journalist in me says that that phrase is okay, but talk about what you guys do in general. Yes, I'm a, a Veterans Memorial Hall program manager down uh, with the program of the St. Louis County Historical Society down at the depot. And uh, our mission is to collect, preserve, and disseminate the history of veterans of northeastern Minnesota. And we do that with uh, programs, projects, publications. We do events, exhibits, educational uh, programs, and then uh, air shows like today. I was going to say, you're getting that information out to the masses here on the radio, but you guys have a booth set up at the air show too. So you're busy this weekend as well. Yeah, we are very busy set up yesterday. We're right next to the Marine tent. If anybody wants to take a look, um, Marines have a big tent. (laughs) We've got a very little one right next to them. And we're giving, you know, we're demonstrating the history of uh, veterans, in particular, Marine veterans in the area. So So right inside the main gates then, in that building? Pretty much, yeah. Well, not even in the building. We're still outside, but just inside the main gates, if you do a a fish hook to your left, you'll be right there. uh, The Marine booth took care of my father-in-law every year. He'd go in there. Even the last year when he was in the wheelchair, the guys, my father-in-law was a Marine, obviously. Right. The guys would get down on one knee, give him the saber. I mean... It, let's go on because I'm yeah. getting emotional. Yeah, it's, it's amazing stuff that they do. Absolutely. So tell me this, because you've physically been to the air show already today. Gates have been open for a little over an hour. What's the crowd been like? Because I feel like if you're here this weekend, granted, I have a wedding to do today, so I know that there are people here from out of town for other reasons. But if you're here this weekend, the air show is a driving force. And so many of them are, are not necessarily from the area, but there are people in the area that get excited about this too. First hour, what kind of masses have you seen quantity-wise? Well, setting up an hour or whatever beforehand, it was like it, it looked like the gates at the beginning of Grandma's Marathon. Wow. I mean, there was a, a lot of people wanting to get in right away. So we were busy right, right off the bat, a lot of people stopping by. It was really great. And then all of a sudden I looked at my watch and I said, I better get going if I'm getting a right. radio program. Well, and I was going to say, besides the ability to promote your organization, do you have a favorite air show idea or moment or something yeah. that you get to see? That's a great question. What's well, the best thing you've uh, seen? The, well, so far, I mean, we in setting up yesterday, we almost had our own little in, individual show, you know, because they were doing all yeah. their practicing yesterday. And uh, that uh, that C-5 aircraft, <laughs> that is amazing to see that. Um, that thing was, uh, it, it seemed like it was at a thousand feet halfway down the runway. It's the biggest thing I've ever seen in the air. Yep. I mean, it just, uh, you, you think you're on Independence Day. Right. The thing is right. so big. <laughs> it's interesting because I do liken it a little bit to professional sports in the sense of, whether you're into it or not, so whether you're into aviation, airplanes in general or not, you see some of these things and you go, that's so much bigger than I thought it was. Well, whether you're into football or not, you go down to a sideline and you realize how big somebody is and you yeah. go, wait a minute, yep. that's not what I visualize, say, on TV or you know, as well as radio people can paint a picture. They can't always paint that picture. But I want to segue off that because the picture painted nowadays for Carl Polad is not pretty. And it shouldn't necessarily be that way because, first of all, why speak ill of the dead? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Carl Polet, as I said, brought us championships, but he brought this country good service too. Absolutely, yeah. Um, born in uh, 1915 in uh, Iowa, and he um, um, he did he he was actually a football star. That was amazing. He was all state Iowa, right. and then uh, he also uh, was on a starting. Um, high school team in basketball and he, he was a golfer. So, I mean, he's like, he doesn't know pitching. 
See, I thought maybe if you played. We are welcome, Steve. So, too bad he didn't play soccer because then we could say, well, he was on the pitch. How come he never was as an owner? But have you noticed the pattern here? Because we're on honoree number three, and there are obvious sports that they're known for. And then there's that caveat of, did you know that they also did this? Right. Seems like everybody has that. It seems like it, yeah. And, and somebody who's like already a three-sport athlete and ends up being a baseball owner, you know, right. the one sport true, that true. He, he really wasn't into, it seems like. Uh, um, and I don't know whether he was in ice hockey, but, you know, these types of guys, these all-around all athletes, you know, they did everything. You know, they, they maybe, maybe they weren't on an organized team, but they probably played baseball. You know, you know he right. probably played baseball in the neighborhood and stuff like that. And who knows, he may have played hockey too, but, you know, Iowa maybe not. So, so many of us know the late, great Carl Polat as the Twins' owner. And that's the low-hanging fruit again. But the military career, walk us through that. Because until you told me, you know, weeks before this segment started, we're going to do Carl Polad this year, I went, oh, <laughs> didn't realize we could. So walk us through that. Yeah, well, uh, just to back up a little bit. But yeah, so he, he, he started school, uh, college out in um, Compton, out in California, and was discovered, of, of all things, by the likes of Bing Crosby. Oh, wow. You know, and it's just like, oh, well, how, where did that connection come? And he, So now I'm picturing, he, instead of Danny Kaye, Carl Pollard in White Christmas. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So it anyway. Could have been he, a very he, cheap film. Right. <laughs> he, he lures them or basically encourages them to get a full ride at his alma mater, Bing Crosby's alma mater, which is Gonzaga. Okay. Okay, so we all know Gonzaga from right. basketball, but yes. yeah, he was a full ride scholarship at Gonzaga for football, so he was wow. that good. So <laughs> there's so many cheap. If he was at Gonzaga, it'd be 25 miles off the coast now because it was cheaper land. <laughs> so again, I'll let it be. That's before, the last time. Before we go negative on a very positive person Absolutely. when it gets down to it, where did his military career begin? So we so we know he had athletic prowess that we prior to this segment didn't know. And we know, obviously, that the Twins ownership came to be and the college experience, but there's military in between there. Where right, did that right. go? Right, yeah. yeah. So he uh, he actually bolts before he finishes his college career after this football season, and he goes back and he starts in his banking career in Iowa at uh, FDC, but not the FDC, the federal. Right. It's Federal Deposit Corporation. I'm sure that gets misknown. Um, but then the call of duty comes. He, he, en he enlisted in 1940 before he even became from, okay. began for us, for the U.S. You know, we, you know, Pearl Harbor was still in, in December 41. But, um, but he gets called in 43 and serves from 43 to the end of the war. Um, he's Army infantryman. He was in, um, he was in Germany or France, Germany, and Austria during. So he's pretty much so in the low. Yeah. The, the so with Patton. I, that I don't know. I, I don't know what unity was in. So, but he, if it was Austria, I, I'd be willing to bet he would probably was in. Mm. in he so, may have been in that in that army. So right. So of the three now that we've honored with these segments this year, this is the closest to quote unquote frontline material in Carl Oh, Pollard. absolutely. Yeah, he was uh, he was in the trenches. This was another uh, kind of cute story. I thought uh, on D Day he was scheduled to go. He was supposed to be frontline, but he he came down with poison oak. <laughs> on that on wow. that day so amazing how you know you know the twins may never won a world championship if it weren't some some poison right. oak right <laughs> on the shores never of been so happy to get such a <laughs> diagnosis right it's amazing to me because i i know a couple of my grandfather was like that who had something that came up and he couldn't go across on d-day and and how you know we think oh thank goodness right most of those guys didn't think. I was say, in no, the moment, no, no, in no. In the no. moment, they're disappointed that they no. didn't get to follow well, through. Well, no, even like when my grandfather was 90, he he laments the fact that people went in his stead. 
I mean, it's it was sure. just an interesting, you know, because of you know Grandpa's connection with that exact situation. Mm-hmm. It was never. Oh, thank goodness I didn't get to go. It's just right. kind of a weird thing. Yep. So the one thing yeah. we haven't heard much about, and, and maybe you don't know this, or maybe you do have it, but we know about you know up to end of service, and we heard about you know Gonzaga's a basketball school now, and we heard about his football prowess. We didn't hear baseball mentioned in there anywhere. Not when yet. Did, when did baseball or baseball ownership become even something on his mind? Not not yet even. In fact, I, I just want to finish up on the uh, on his service. He actually had three Purple Hearts. A Purple oh, Heart wow. is for wounded in action. Yep. Jeez. And I mean, <laughs> I put myself in that position. I just go, wow, one one wound in, in combat, and I'm wondering if I would ever get back in there again. And he 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 said he took four or five wounds in in action. So he's awarded three three purple hearts and two bronze stars. That's so th- this is this is somebody who was meritorious service right. a hero. in in combat, absolutely, and and really not recognized for it because it's overshadowed by right. his baseball ownership. Yep. Yep. No so. question. See, these are the kinds of stories that I think of the Netflix documentary that's out now, Quarterback, and this is exponentially lower than what we're talking about with Carl Pollett. But when you're seeing and hearing things that you didn't know. The narrative seems to be changing, at least for a few weeks. We'll see if it even lasts to opening week in the NFL. But the narrative on Kirk seems to be tilting a little bit for people that have seen this documentary. Now, I know you couldn't resist some of the cheap talk, and even I said yeah, the and intro. you know I'm teasing. Well, and even I, I said the intro music normally would be for the love of money, and we all know why. But <laughs> as you hear these incredibly honorable things about Carl Polad, you start to hope that people can put whatever their opinions are as a baseball owner aside on him and go, wait a minute, we had one hell of a human being in charge of the Minnesota Twins. Right. Yeah, I mean, obviously he was frugal. I mean, uh, I, I think of it as like you watch You didn't the even movie. research that yeah. part. <laughs> you, you, you watch the movie Moneyball, and I'm sitting there going, maybe Billy Bean learned from the master. I was going to say, right? is there any, and, any question that he played for the Twins at one point? Yeah. Once, yeah. A, once again, though, that generation, they went through the Depression. They were all frugal. Right. The fact, that he, got, yeah. he, the fact that he got there uh, as, a, as an owner of <laughs> Imagine all the the, the uh, mason jars of quarters that he right. had when he was younger. Right. I want to wrap this up. I want to get you the ability to get back to the air show and get a good parking spot. So put a ribbon again on the Carl Polad experience, militarily speaking, and then give a little plug, obviously, for the Veterans Memorial Hall, the St. Louis County Historical Society. And then if you can, I'm not sure if you can do this all in a minute and a half or so, uh, give us a little teaser for uh, episode four, if you will, next week. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Carl uh, obviously uh, served honorably. He's got, again, three Purple Hearts, which, again, I think the most of the record is 10, but uh, having three is pretty pretty amazing. So um, came back home and, um, you know, moved to Edina, and they started, uh, you know, eventually bought the Minnesota Twins and took them to two World Series championships. So, but, um, yeah, uh, that's what we do at the Historical Society is collect, preserve, and disseminate these stories. And this is why I love having having this kind of opportunity. So thank you for having me. It is excellent. Three down, two to go. We won't call this necessarily a tease. This is just information. Who we got next week? Oh, next week, um, we're going to have our first living five guy, and we're going to go with Henry Boucher. So oh, outstanding. That will draw Finally some getting to hockey. I was yeah. going to say, that'll draw some interest from a very large and very interested hockey community that we reach each and every Saturday. Pleasure to reach with you, Jay Hagan. We appreciate your visit once again. We will talk to you next Saturday. Enjoy the air show. Speaking of the air, we'll be off the air for just a moment. Take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Buy or sell is next. Stick around. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back on the Northland Sports Page, little Tom Petty learning to fly. Everybody at the air show is well-learned in the flying department. For us, Dave Cook, because it's Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, the theme song maybe should have been Learning to Call because I have known <laughs> our next guest's number for quite some time because we plug it with great regularity. If you need anything for buying and selling your home, do it courtesy of Justin May at Messina & Associates, and you can give him a call at 218-310-9559. That's how well I have that memorized. I actually got to call it today. The phone's working. Yeah. We'll have them in just well, a moment. Well, here's the thing. Sometimes I think Justin is a uh, figment of our imagination because he hasn't been able to call. Now, everybody will know he's a real guy. He's a fantastic agent. And let's play a game. Well, and I wonder if he knew that the phones were going to be working because as of, I don't know, 8.30, 9 o'clock this morning, I didn't know. And I had called him yesterday to warn him, hey, we might have to go either without you or if you can get here in the flesh, we can do it that way like Jay Hagan just did. But I don't know what we're going to do. And I didn't hear back from him. And then all of a sudden this morning, I got a text that said, just let me know if they're working. And I went, well, okay, but they haven't been. And <laughs> who's, so who's working? I went ahead. And, yeah, exactly. McDonald's I'm open. working. That's about it. We're usually here alone on Saturdays. But so I gave it a shot. And I don't know what he knew that I clearly didn't. But when the phone rang and we connected... I can't do a cartwheel, but that's the closest I came to trying. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to talk to Jay because I've I've had uh, I've had this question that I want to ask him on something that you've seen. I showed you a picture of, and I just kind of want yeah. his take on something. So with that, we've given him so much hype, and we haven't been able to hear his well, voice for so he many needs weeks. Hype. He hasn't been here. Let's bring him in. Yeah, I'll gladly be his hype man. Justin May, good morning. It is so nice to have you. Thanks, fellas. I really appreciate the phone call. I, I more appreciate the phones working, and I have missed you guys uh, desperately. Ah. Yes, the feeling is mutual exponentially, I will say. It's nice to have you on the other end of things. And yes, functioning phones, I never knew how much of a cherished idea that could be, because I know you said, do we need to call Alexander Graham Bell himself because something needs to change? But here we are today, and we've got you with us. I'm going to give the floor to Dave Cook because he already kind of pre-gamed it and said, I'm glad he's back because I got a question. All right, Justin. So about a month ago, Dana and I were pulling a wall down in the house, a, a drywall wall, and we came across the support post for one side of our house. And uh, somehow it was four inches short and it was supported by particle board. And we were like, oh, my God, that's the shadiest thing we've ever seen. And I said to Dana at that point, I said, I wonder what the shadiest thing that uh, Justin has seen in all his time as a realtor. And so I'm wondering, Justin, when you've walked through houses and you've walked through thousands of them, what's the one thing you said, what in the heck is this? Well, fortunately, we can't do invasive testing. And what that means is you can't open any compartments. You can't take any walls down. You really shouldn't even move an acoustical tile ceiling. So you don't get to see that shady stuff, but that goes back to something that we talk about all the time. A lot of the bids that are winning right now are under no inspection because that gives the seller a greater comfort zone saying, well, if there's no inspection, I know there's going to be no problems. They're not going to find anything that's going to cost me money. Mm -hmm. So a lot of buyers are using a non-inspection to win their bids. I would never do that. I mean, your home is your biggest purchase ever you need to have a a real professional inspector look at every single part of that home before you purchase it. But that's just not the way the market's trending right now. So it brings up a great point. 
I don't know what I've seen. You know, I see everything superficial, and I, there's uh, stories that will make you gag, and I'm not going to tell them on the air. But, yeah, so that leads me to get an inspection, even though you're not going to win the house because you're getting one. It's a double-edged sword right now. i got to get him that picture. Yeah, you do, because I've seen it, and I just I don't know as much about it as either of you two, but when you showed it to me, I just kind of went, whoa, something about that needs to be looked at. Right. Justin, you said something there that segued nicely into my one question, then we will play buy or sell. You mentioned about the way the market is trending. Now, I think my wife and I are at least a year or two, maybe more, from buying our next house, but we have had discussions about it. And because we kind of like to fantasize about those kind of things, I've I've been on various websites looking at listings. But I look at prices and I go, is this a buyer's market? Is this a seller's market? Because just like anybody on any type of budget, there are some that you go, yeah, that looks great for the budget we're in. And then there are some that you go, that's a pipe dream. I could never be there. With the trends, buyer or seller's market? 100% seller's market still. You would think with the way the interest rates have changed in the last uh, 12 months that it would start trending towards a buyer's market. But right now it's not. I mean, you know, you're a perfect example, Brian. Whatever you think your house is worth, um, you're not even close to what it what it's actually going to bring, and we need inventory, especially that you know two hundred to five hundred thousand dollar bracket. There just isn't enough inventory to satisfy the buyers right now, and that's why it's still a seller's market. Every single proposition that you go into, you write a purchase agreement, and you're probably going to be competing against six, seven, eight other people, and that's why that inspection part of it comes into play so i say never buy a house without getting an inspection but you're not going to buy a house if you have an inspection right now so definitely a seller's market very tough very competitive fun if you're a realtor because you know you're competing all the time i was gonna say it sounds fun for you absolutely so speaking of buying or selling that's exactly what we're going to play with our realtor messina and associates justin may it's time to play buy or sell It goes like this. If you're new to the game, which after all these weeks away, you might be, Justin May, but it goes like this. I will say a statement from each of the four major pro sports men's leagues, NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. If you agree with what I say, you say buy and you tell me why. If you disagree with what I say, you say sell and you tell me why. And we'll have some fun with this over the next five, ten minutes. Close circuit to Dave Hoops. We'll get to him at probably about 11.10. We'll spend the next ten minutes on this. So your responsibility, Justin May, in case you've forgotten, is first off, you're going to tell us the order in which we play, and then, of course, provide your dynamite opinions. We, uh, since the NHL is on ice right now and there isn't that much (laughs) going on, let's start there. All right. So I saw some articles on social media this week about whether or not you want to pronounce it with a long or short O, Marco Rossi or Marco Rossi because there was debate as to what the correct pronunciation was, and it wasn't written by Dave Cook, because pronunciation and Dave Cook is a fun topic altogether. Oh, my. But there have been some discussions about the expectations that Marco is being held to, and he's been declared a bust by many already. Buy or sell that we're simply holding him to too high of expectations because of the likes of Kirill Kaprizov. I'll sell that. I want to hold him to higher expectations. The kid has a huge ceiling, and we need him to get to that potential. And you need people around you holding you to those high expectations if you're going to be great. I mean, Capril would never be where he is if he didn't have a support structure that made him one of the greatest players ever. And if you're in the same locker room with him, hopefully some of that rubs off on Marco. So, Brian, I'm going to sell 
Um, there's a couple of reasons. One, I think that Rossi needs a little bit of, of leeway because of the illness, right? He missed the whole year. Right. Um, second of all, we have to remember that Kaprizov showed up in the NHL at like 24 years so old. So actually you're buying that yeah, the expectations okay, are too high. Yes. Yeah, so I was going to say, you said sell, but then everything you're saying because, backs up the other way. Because Rossi's still 21. Right. Like he almost died at 18 uh, from the heart enlargement. Let's cut the kid some slack. Give him a year in Iowa, which we've now done. And let's see, let's see what he, what he is. You ask me this at the end of this year and I might have a different answer. Right. I'm going to buy as well, partly for what you just said, but also because of simply what I said, because of Kaprizov. And some of it is just the joylessness of a Minnesota sports fan. We've, we finally got somebody to come over here that had been touted forever and lived up to the hype because you look at, you know, Justin May's favorite target, Byron Buxton and the enigma that is him. He was touted forever and it's just not really working out the way we envisioned. There's been a lot of people to come here and not work out the way it envisioned. Kirill Kaprizov has kind of been the exception to the rule. So here's this other highly touted draft pick with a ton of skill. And we go, hey, great. The Wild are the ones that have this figured out. Rossi or Rossi, whatever you prefer, is going to get here and be the next big thing. So far, he's not. And we're all over him about it. And because of the reasons you said, Dave, we shouldn't be. Correct. So one down, three to go. Justin May, where to next? Let's throw the Eiffel Tower under the bus while we're at it, too. I'm not going to pick on Rudy Gobert too badly, but is that your segue to go to the NBA next? Yes, sir. All right. So the ESPYs pretty good. were this week. And LeBron James, whether it was to make something about him, which he loves to do, or simply to get a decision out of the way, he chose the ESPYs as his platform to declare that he's not retiring yet. He's coming back next season. This one's simple, guys, because it's just an opinion matter. Buy or sell that you care. Sell. <laughs> For, for the reasons unknown to everybody that listens to our show, I sell, sell, sell. You are not a LeBron oh, like fan that. at all, which I, I love about <laughs> you because I'm kind of in that camp as well. But what about you, Dave? Cook? I, th- I, th- I sell as well. I think his expiration date has come. Like, I think that he had a decent year, but they're feeding him the ball like crazy. Uh, he's a heck of a basketball player, Brian, but he's cooked. Right. And uh, I don't think, I mean, it's he's he's a celebrity, so it matters there, but it, it doesn't really care. Right. Outside of global sports, and by that I understand the NBA has a global presence, but I mean sports that are played more regularly across the globe, things like soccer, things like tennis, things like golf. LeBron James, you could argue, is the most recognizable current athlete out there, period. But I think in NBA terms, you have to sell that you care. Because the media is going to try to tell us that the Lakers are once again relevant. I'm not sure if they are relevant. He's doing great things considering his age. But if they are relevant, it may or may not be because of him. It's not. It's Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is going to have to be a big deal. LeBron is just going to make load management into another talker. I, I don't care, but the media is going to try to tell me I should. He wants to play with his kid. More power to him. Right. And it'll be really neat if he does. Yep. I mean, we've had that happen in baseball with the Griffies, what have you. Yeah, it's ba- cool. Basketball, that's unheard of. Yep, it's cool. So I don't care that it'll he's It'll be super back. cool if they yeah. get to do that. Exactly. I am looking forward to that. Amen. Right. That would probably paint him in a different light than he is now. Two down, two to go. Justin May, what's next? Uh, let's go to the NFL. All right, so the NFL, I couldn't believe my eyes yesterday, but who knows? So Delvin Cook remains just out there. Nobody seems to want him, and I I personally think the price tag is the reason why, and we're becoming less and less of a running back-driven league by the day. The latest rumor is that the Minnesota Vikings have 
a supposed offer to just bring him back. Buy or sell that you would certainly entertain that idea. Buy it. I, I, I don't, I mean, I'm not a great NFL mind, but I can't believe that the running back has fallen off this far to where it's almost a non-factor. Right. He's, I get that he's aging. I get that, you know, there's data that says when they hit this point, it's over. But it's sad. I mean, we're mid, mid-80s kids, right, guys? Yeah. We remember the best of the best. And to see somebody that was two years ago at the top of the game, the very top of the game, and now it's irrelevant, I don't buy it. I think he still has something to add, maybe not at the dollar that he wants to get, but he still has a lot to bring to the table. I was listening to Justin. I decided I forgot which one was buy and sell. So buy it's a good idea for the Vikings to entertain, bringing him back. Sell so, if you say let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, and here's my reasoning. There's three reasons. One, TJ Hawkinson needs money. Two, Justin Jefferson needs money. And three, you know, Buda Baker's still out there. And how much of a difference would Buda Baker make on our defense versus Dalvin on the offense? Like if you're going to spend $7 million, spend it towards getting a safety who might fix your your back end all of a sudden you have two all pro all pro safeties in the back end i'd rather do that you know good luck to delvin he's he's going in the ring of honor right and uh let him let him go find his team and and have fun but i don't want him back all right so i agree with everything that dave just brought up but in terms of buy or sell i'm going to agree with justin i'm going to buy but just like i said about the housing market justin i'm going to buy if it's within my budget the price tag is everything with delvin you said it, Justin, nobody questions the talent, and you don't fall that far off a cliff from being arguably top three running back in the game to, to nobody needs you unless they're afraid to overpay for you, and, and that's what it is. You know, Dave brought up good points with a defense that we all know needs improvement and contracts that are coming due to big-time offensive players, but I still wonder just a little bit how big-time those offensive players like Hawkinson and like J.J. can be without at least some respect being paid by a defense to the threat of Delvin Cook. And I'm not sure the defenses are going to do that until he proves it with Alexander Madison. But that's the question. Do you give Madison the opportunity to prove himself? Because if you bring Delvin back, you're probably not. So we've got Major League Baseball left to go. And we're going to make it about the Minnesota Twins, Justin May, because Dave Cook and I were talking about this on the way in today. The good news is the Minnesota Twins got a win last night. It was an ugly one against the worst team in baseball, but they won it. Imagine if they hadn't. And the side good news is with that win and with Cleveland's loss, this is a first-place team. But there's still the intrigue at the deadline that they're basically a 500 team that happens to be in first place in a junior varsity division. I think they're going to sell at the deadline. The question is going to be who, and there could be plural on how many guys they sell. So buy or sell that Joey Gallo or Max Kepler survive the deadline, a.k.a. do they get rid of both of them? I buy that they get rid of both of them, and not because they're selling, but because they're not performing. So what what do you have to lose? I mean, if you can bring in any aspect that could go to the plate and look like they want to hit, it's better than what we're seeing right now. And, I mean, everybody knows how much of a homer all three of us are for our twins. We love the team. But, I mean, this has just been an awful start to the year with the pitching we have. And I love how the talking heads and especially the guys out of Minneapolis are like, how can we be this bad when our pitching is this good finally? Right. It's like exact flip-flop over what we've been watching for 10 years. You know, when we had the big boys that hit all the time and we couldn't get anybody out at the plate, now we can't get a hit and we're getting everybody out at the plate. 
Um, I think that uh, they're either both going to be here or Matt Walner is going to come up today and hit the snot out of the ball and somebody's going to take a deep breath and say, okay, since we got a guy who can hit, let's let one of these two go. And I think you made a great point in the car, and that is which one of the two that would be left play better defense? Because Walner's... Because that's what they both do. Yeah, and so you need to keep the one that plays the better defense and the other one can go. If Walner comes up and hits, if he doesn't, who cares? Right. I'm going to keep mine simple because we're up against it for time. I'm going to buy that they should both go because I don't think either one is helping you enough to stay. And you've got the heir apparent to whichever spot between those two that you want to replace, whether it's Walner or whether it's Larnick or whether it's putting Kirilov in the outfield so Solano can play. Now you've got the question of who's your third baseman long term with Miranda and Lewis both banged up. Where's Polanco going to go? They've got too many players that have Talent, but shortcomings as well. So I'm going to buy that they should go, but I'm going to sell that they do it because when's the last time a Minnesota team did anything I wanted them to do? But meanwhile, Justin May, I wanted you to be here, and thanks to the phones you were able to today. Give him a call for all your buying and selling needs, 218-310-9559. Find all his listings at mzr.com. All his listings at mzr.com. Justin May, thank you, my friend. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.